0: Good evening.
1: Yeah, good evening, guys. It's great to be with you guys all tonight. Um, Yeah. Uh, Have you guys ever looked into your future and felt like that you are coming to the top of a hill and unsure of what lies on the other side? This is often how I felt standing on the brink of my summer breaks in college looking out at what I hoped my summer would look like, and especially how I felt, just like these seniors that were up here, as I approached graduation. Standing on the edge of real life and real adulthood, anxious and excited about the rest of my future would hold. So think about your past summers or even how you felt at your high school graduation. I bet that you were full of anticipation and ideas of how you thought the future would look. So did those things go the way that you anticipated? Has your future here in college been as ideal as you hoped it would be? Most of us would say probably not quite, and there are probably things that happened almost how you anticipated, but most likely there are things that didn't, and they ended up quite differently. How did you feel uh, when those things were not going as you dreamed? Were you disappointed, confused, frustrated, like you had failed? Maybe you were glad things were different. So often, we tend to create ideals about our future, in our heads, especially our summer breaks. It's probably how you guys are feeling right now as you guys are looking for the summer. We think, this is going to be great, right? This is going to be awesome. I'm so excited about what God is going to do in my life. I'm going to minister my family, to my friends, my coworkers. I'm going to spend a lot of time reading my Bible gonna have a lot of fun, make a lot of money at my job, etc. But when we end up stepping over that hill into that future, into our summer, into life after college, reality hits and sometimes really hard. I begin feeling lonely. I miss my friends. I don't have Christian community. I'm struggling with temptation to sin. I'm bored. This is way harder than I thought it was gonna be. This job or internship that I thought was gonna be fun just isn't. I'm not making the money that I had hoped. Getting up early is hard. Working a job all day is hard. So most seasons in life don't end up the way that we hoped they would be. And this can leave us questioning our decisions, our, our walk with God, or even God himself. And so, how do we step into the future? of our summer or after graduation, having, having confidence in God, regardless of how life actually ends up.
0: Well, this is actually how Sean and I currently feel. We are also standing on the edge of our future, as this is our last crew here at Ball State, possibly forever. We have accepted new roles with crew in their regional office in Westfield, Um, And so we are gonna be moving and relocating to the north side of Indianapolis over the summer to begin these new roles with CREW in August. Sean has been on staff here with CREW for four years, myself for six, and though we will still be serving with CREW full time, we feel so sad about leaving Ball State CREW. We have loved our time in this movement with you all. And so we feel a mix of so many emotions As we stand on the edge of our future, with much coming very, very quickly, there's a lot of change that is coming for us in a very short amount of time. In about three-month time span, we are going to be moving to a new area, buying a house, having a baby, and starting new jobs. There isn't much more transition that we could add to our lives at this point. And so we feel a mix of excitement and anxiety as we look at those things, But we also fear loneliness as we are leaving our friends and our church and our community. We feel anxious about the hard days ahead, the coming lack of sleep with a newborn, and the financial anxiety with purchasing a home. Yet we also feel a sense of anticipation as we set out on this new adventure and start a family. And so what we wanna share with you tonight comes from our hearts and our very current reality as we stand with you on the top of this hill, looking out at what is to come. So how do we step out into the future of the summer and of graduation with confidence in God, regardless of how life actually ends up? Well, that's what we're going to explore tonight. Will you pray with me? Jesus, thanks for tonight. Thanks for the opportunity to be together as brothers and sisters and to open your word together. God, I pray that the words that we speak would be from you, that your spirit um, would fill us and would fill the hearts of those here, Lord, um, to point them towards you and towards Jesus. In your name, amen.
1: All right, so if you guys could please open up your Bibles, if you brought them, to Hebrews chapter 12, and if you did not... It'll be up on the screen um, in front of me, not behind me. Um, Yeah, so Hebrews chapter 12, and I'll just be reading the first two verses. It starts off saying, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So we first read here in verse 1 that we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, and these witnesses refer to the Old Testament heroes of faith that we read about in the ch- previous chapter here in Hebrews, in chapter 11, which is often called the Hall of Faith. And if we had more time tonight, we would read about how these people, they ran the race that God marked out for their lives, being wholly surrendered in faith to God, in, or to God's promises and to his future blessings that he had said he would give them. And these promises, they fueled their faith. And radically changed the way that they lived and what they lived for. Likewise, we also uh, are running the race of faith that God has set out for us. A race of faith in God's promises through Jesus Christ. We too race toward the finish line that is the fulfillment of those future blessings. Which is being able to see God's face and being in, in his eternal presence in heaven.
0: As we run this race, our tendency is often to dig deep into ourselves to try and muster up strength, passion, desire, the will to run hard after Jesus. But if you're like me, when I dig deep, I usually come up short. I come up with enough passion to get me through about 1 week of dedication, and then that, that is quickly followed by an even greater desire for things like comfort, leisure, entertainment, and the easy way out. I often end up sitting maybe on the couch on the sidelines eating a bowl of ice cream because I'm so distracted and I give up. So how do you usually run the summer leg of your race? Maybe for you, you know that you'll fail and so you don't even try, you just yield immediately to temptation or desire. Maybe you start off strong going really well, but things get hard, and it feels easier to give in to temptation rather than to keep fighting. Maybe you try and collect all of the things you think you'll need to get it right over the summer, the books, the devotionals, the resources, and so you depend on those things to get you through. Or maybe you depend on others or on crew for this race, and in their absence, you have nothing to drive you. Or maybe the possibility of a new dating relationship appears and you immediately lose sight of continuing to walk with Jesus at all. The reality is that we are unable to remain faithful and and perfect in our relationship with God over the summer and for a lifetime. We will fall short in our spiritual performance over the summer and in life. So if digging deep Into ourselves is not the answer to running this race. What is?
1: Well, the answer is found in Hebrews. And the end of verse 1 that we read earlier tells us to run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. So instead of digging deep into ourselves for the endurance to run, the answer is that we are to look to Jesus. And I love that Corey said that earlier. It's like, that's that's the answer. We're supposed to look to Jesus. He is not only called the founder or the author of our faith, but he is also the perfecter and the finisher of our faith. As the founder of our faith, he wrote, authored, created, and also set into motion our salvation by loving us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus. As the perfecter, he is the fulfiller of our salvation. He did perfectly what I could not, and He finished it. We cannot perfectly run the race that God requires, but Jesus did. He has run and lived this life perfectly, and He was the one who paid for the consequence of my sin on the cross. So He perfectly ran the race and accomplished my salvation so I, so we don't have to. So I look not into myself, into my own strength, but to what Jesus has already accomplished on my behalf, the one who already ran the race perfectly as the source of everything that I need to endure. We won't run the race perfectly. We won't walk perfectly with Jesus this summer or for life after graduation, but Jesus has already run the race perfectly, and when we look to him, he is the source of our grace, our forgiveness, our strength, and our endurance to keep going. And now, as you guys look out over the top of your hill that we have come to, to the next leg of the race marked out for you, whether that's your summer break or whether that's life right after college, what will, or what will you look to? Who will you look to? Will you look to your own strength? Will you pick up the distractions or will you say yes to those temptations? Or will you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus? On the one who has done it perfectly on on your behalf, who is your strength to endure your grace and forgiveness when you fail, and your reward at the end. Because Jesus has already accomplished our salvation, we are free to run hard, fail, and ultimately keep running towards him in our race of faith. We don't have to be defeated when we fail or things don't go as we had hoped. We can look to Jesus and keep going.
0: But you might be asking, okay, but how do I do that? So we would like to suggest a few practical ways to continue running towards Jesus over the summer and into life as you graduate. The first one would be to consider going back and listening again to all of the talks that we've given um, at Crew throughout this entire semester from the Make It Count series and also this lifelong series. Because this is exactly what we've been talking about for this entire semester, is how, how do I run this race with Jesus long term? And so, these are all still available, they've all been recorded, they're on the BallStateCrew.com website. So I would really encourage you guys to go back and, Really process those again. Listen to those again. Maybe as you're driving over the summer, listen to one of those. Um, As you're working out, listen to one of those. Whatever activity you might be doing, just listen to one of those. I would also encourage you to get into the Word. Read your Bible. An easy way to do this might be trading just one Netflix show for 45 minutes of reading your Bible. Or listening or watching a sermon online instead seems simple, right? Also, let God be your discipler this summer. Let Him be the one who develops and grows you. Look to Him. Consider joining the summer connect summer mission that the abroad is hosting in Muncie this summer. If you're going to be here in town, consider reading just two books over the summer that would specifically challenge and grow you in your walk with God. Pray for and seek out a church or a small group community that will spur you on in your faith and help you walk in your faith, communicate your faith, and multiply your faith. Be intentional with the crew community that you have here, even though you guys are gonna be apart. Take time to, to connect with each other and talk about how you're really doing. How your walk with God really is going. And be praying for next year. Be praying for what your walk with the Lord would look like when you come back in the fall, for the ministry that you might have to those around you on campus, and to those who are going to be coming onto campus that you're going to interact with over the summer, in the fall. There are many more, but these are just a few suggestions of how you could practically look to Jesus as you run the race this summer.
1: For Julie and I, we are still running the race that is marked out for us. And As we come to the top of this hill in our lives, the next leg of our race looks very different. And so as we look back on our time here at Ball State, both as students and as staff, there are a few things that we have learned about running this race that we hope to impart to you guys as we say goodbye. And these are principles that have characterized and enhanced our ability to look to Jesus. So the first principle that I would encourage you to remember is that don't waste your college years. This doesn't just mean that you need to do everything on your bucket list by the time you graduate, no. What this means is that you don't neglect your relationship with Jesus while you're here at Ball State. God used my involvement with small group Bible studies, going on summer missions, attending NDCC and other conferences and especially a few close, Christ-centered friends and mentors to help focus my life on Jesus and the gospel when I was a student. He helped me learn the importance of spending regular time in the word and to surround myself with Christian community, other students who encouraged me to walk with Jesus. So whether you have one, two, three, or more years left here at Ball State, make it a point to not waste them but to take every opportunity that you have to grow spiritually, prioritize your lives, especially your schedules, to surround yourself with Christ-centered friends and mentors and to seek to multiply your life into others. You will never again have these moments and specific opportunities that you do as students. And don't, so don't waste these few years of your life.
0: The second is to walk by faith, not by fear. This means that our decisions are driven and influenced not by avoiding the things that we're afraid of, but by trusting God with those things instead. For example, during my junior year, I wanted to go on a summer mission, but that would have meant that I was not able to do an internship that summer. And I was really afraid that if I didn't have an internship, that my future career would be in jeopardy. And so in my case, choosing to walk in fear would have meant frantically trying to get an internship in order to try and control and secure my future myself. Now, I will say that my major did not require me to have an internship, and so it wasn't foolish for me and unwise not to do one. But walking by faith meant that following the increased desire to invest in the Great Commission that God was developing in my life and trusting God with my future whether I had that internship line on my resume or not. And so walking by faith, not by fear, I chose the summer mission over the internship. The third is to live for the line, not the dot. This means to live with an eternal perspective. This is the biblical principle that has been most significant for us individually and as a couple. It means that we invest our time, our money, our energy in things that will last for the line of eternity as opposed to the dot of life. These are things like God himself, his word, and the souls of people. I personally learned this one the hard way, but it was early enough in life that I could change my course. It was during one of those summers that we've been talking about when my ideal dreams of what what happened did not actually match my reality. I dreamed of making a lot of money, and I ended up working three jobs over this summer, and I, was, I just drove myself into the ground. I was miserable. And then all that money that I had collected, investing all of my time, all of my energy in, it was gone with just one tuition check to Ball State. Almost instantly, I realized the futility of pouring myself into things like money that don't last. And since that summer, the focus of my life has never been the same. Learning to live for the line and not the dot was the reason that I used my next two summers in order to work and go on a summer mission in order to invest in my walk with the Lord and in the souls of others. It was the reason I invested in fellow students around me on campus. It was the reason I poured my life into students in East Asia for two years on stint with crew after I graduated. And it is the reason that I have spent six years investing in students here at Ball State. It is also the reason that we are continuing to run the race with Jesus, following him into the next season of our lives as we continue to invest in the Great Commission.
1: Yeah, like Julie said, this principle of eternal perspective has been extremely significant and life-changing for me as well. During my senior year, a lot of you guys are in there right now, I made the decision to attend grad school for architecture, which was a long decision process in itself. However, God had different plans for me after graduation. While I was on a summer mission with crew after graduation that summer, He weighed heavily on my heart, growing my passion and desire to invest my whole life for eternal things, specifically the souls of people, like Julie mentioned earlier. I fully grasped that there is really nothing worth living for apart from expanding God's kingdom. Over the course of only three days of thinking, praying, and seeking counsel from others, I no longer felt that architecture was the future that he wanted me to go nor the investment that he wanted me to make in my life. So that summer, right after graduation, before I'd even started grad school, I dropped out, in order to be a full-time missionary with Crew and invest all of my time in internal things. Now, as I look back on my time here at Ball State as a student, especially as a staff person, this direction-changing decision that he led me to make five years ago Has been well worth the investment because I see how my time has been used to live for the line and not the dot. And now as you guys stand at the top of your hill looking out at your summer or the future after graduation, how will you run the race that God has marked out for you? Who or what will you look to when the reality of the race doesn't match your ideal? Will you look to Jesus, run hard, fail but keep going will you live for eternity and have a, and a vital lifelong relationship with god we don't have to be defeated when we fail or things don't go as we planned or that we had hoped for we can look to jesus and keep going because jesus has already accomplished our salvation we are free to run hard fail and ultimately keep running towards him in our race of faith would you pray with me Lord, thank you so much for accomplishing our salvation for us. We praise you, Jesus, for giving us eternal life and for the promises that you you have given us and for the race that you have set up before us. Lord, strengthen our faith, strengthen my faith and all of these students in this room. Strengthen our faith to to run this race that is set before us and to look to you every single day of our lives. Lord, I pray that these students, as they go into the summer, as they leave Ball State and graduate, that they would not check out or fall away when things get hard, or when things don't go as they hoped for, but that they would realize that you have already accomplished their salvation, that you have already run perfectly the race that they are running, and that they can look to you and trust you and run with confidence this race that is set before them. So, Jesus, we thank you, and we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: We have loved our time here with you all. And it has truly been a really challenging decision for us to um, to leave Ball State, and we loved our ministry here on campus. We love our staff team that we get to work with, and we love all of the students that we've had the opportunity to invest in um, and watch grow with the Lord. And so we say goodbye with very sad but very full hearts. Goodbye, Ball State crew. We love you.
1: Goodbye.